Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate 360 show. My name is Jason Miles. Jason O. Miles, that is. Hashtag the real estate trainer. And I am here with and always with Steve Connolly. Hashtag unemployable. Unemployable. Yes, sir. So, Steve, this is the last show of the year, of the decade. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So what were you doing 10 years ago? Trying to catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, when, we, when we look at the past 10 years and we review all that we've been through, the ups and downs, I mean, they've been tremendous lows, tremendous highs, and everything, of course, in between. Yeah. You know, and, and here we are today, a little, a little battered, a little bruised, but, uh, but healed, healed That's for right. the most part. Healed, healed. But definitely left, we're leaving this decade with a lot more information and experience than I think any of us ever really would want to have. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) It's it's been a tough one. I mean, when we look back 10 years ago, right now, in 2009, getting ready to enter enter 2010, and uh, for me... You know, being on the seminar circuit, I was so, so heavily invested in the single-family space. I was trying to get into the multifamily space then. Um, but the values just fell. Things we paid, you know, 80000 90000 for were at that point selling at auction for ten or fifteen or even 5000 yeah, in some were. cases. So the, the real estate we had, some of the lenders went under the private lenders that we were working with. So renovating the properties was out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause there was no money to get, if you didn't have a pocket full of money to get these things occupiable, livable. And you know, they just you, sat there. And if you did, there was nobody there or no money around for anybody to buy them. No, you so, had to rent. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you didn't have a choice if you had the money to, to renovate them. And for us, I mean, we had so many of them. You know, once we went in and renovated 10 or 15 of them, we were spent. Yes, but we sir. had 50. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> you know, we had 50. So we watched things just go away. Speaking engagements dried up. No one wanted to hear anything about real estate. You know, although that would have been a perfect time to acquire real estate for those that had money and time. You're talking about uh, like 2010, the beginning of this decade. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of one of the things that happened to me in 2010 was um, I was sitting around. You know, I had a $500,000 house, a BMW, and absolutely no money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no cash. Yeah. And uh, this guy called me up and said, um, "Hey, Steve, you know, you should be back in in real estate." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Really? Why? Why should I do that?" Because he and he said, "You know, there are some great deals out there." And I said. Well, yeah, I know that. That's yeah. not an issue. Yeah. He said, yeah, but there are some buyers too. And that really kind of flipped the light on for me. Yeah. And I got back. That, but it was it was an uphill battle. It was a slow, slow process, relatively speaking. You know, now, I mean, when we look at a 10-year window, we're saying, wow, it's been a decade. You know, a lot has changed, obviously, in a decade. But for a lot of people that were acquiring things in 10, 11, 12, and even 13, you know, by... 15, 16, you know, 
people were really, really making significant money again. Yes, they were. In the wholesale space and in the fix and flip space. So many people went into uh, the rental uh, market because they had to, but now they had an opportunity to really get out there and reap the benefits, you know? Yes, really, sir. We've, we've bought properties from people that, you know, they bought, <clears throat> there was one deal in particular, you know, these folks bought these properties in 2013, I believe it was, for $30,000. Right. And, you know, we bought them for $130,000. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I had one. Which was a great deal. Uh, yeah. No kidding. You it's know. all relative, isn't it? That's it's, right. You know, and I had one in that same area that I had under contract to buy for $3,000. Yeah. And I, you know what? Somebody came in and stole all the wires out of it. And I, and I freaked out and I canceled my contract. <laughs> And then, and then that bank, that was a bank, of course, the banks are the only ones who had properties back then. That's right. And they sold that, you know, like in the next couple of weeks for $7,000 to somebody else. And mm. I'm thinking, that was a great house. You know, yeah. I should have just stuck with it. But, yeah. you, you know, we look back and we said, okay, so these guys bought those for 30. I could have had this for 3000 And if I'd have held on to it, you know, for five, six, eight, ten years, then I could have sold it for 130. But the for me, the pain of holding that for 10 years is just not worth for it. For sure, for sure. But we saw such rapid growth this decade. Yeah. I mean, what <clears throat> it took a year and a half, really, to wipe out values. You know, let's just call it two. Right. It took two years to just wipe out values from the crash. Exactly. Right. It took probably seven or eight not even a whole 10 years for those values to get back to where they were prior to the crash. And you know, most of that happened in the last two years. Yes. So really the rest of it was just, I don't know, foundation building or something. It was the, it was, that's exactly what it was. It was creating a bottom, right? You know, solidifying a bottom is what is actually what the banks were doing because the market was on quicksand. Yeah. You know I mean? It was literally on quicksand. Yeah. You know, so they had to find ways to create a bottom and make it happen. And, you know, the the big five banks were able to do that by just allowing the bottom to really just fall out. Now, well, I don't don't mean they let it fall out. What I mean to say there is once it did, they were, like you said, the only ones with properties. And instead of going through their normal process and having a property sit and uh, in the REO department and then list it with a broker and then wait for a while, which could take forever and ever, amen, to do. <laughs> right? We know their process. Amen. <laughs> you know, it just <laughs> took forever. But then they just sent everything to those auctions. Yeah. And they let the market dictate what the bottom was going to be. Right. You know, they let the market dictate that. The property sold for what the market was willing to pay for it at the time, which was massively low. You know, which is where where anybody with some money that wanted to be in real estate would want to be, right? So, and now here we are, you know. I mean, there were so many different things that occurred inside this decade that led us back to where we are. I mean, we saw massive job growth. We saw a shift in a lot of local economies, this one included, you know, to now being more, you know, entertainment-driven. It was already that, but now it's, I mean, 10 years has been magical to the entertainment industry here in uh in atlanta as well as the tech industry yeah 
You know, they have created jobs and brought so many jobs, so many people that are continuing to come, by the way, yeah, to the Atlanta metropolitan area as a whole, which has stabilized pretty much all the markets around here. Bouncing back to the entertainment topic. Yes. I know a guy who does. He, people say, hey, what do you do for a living? He says, I blow things up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He's special effects <laughs> yeah. on uh, on a bunch of movies, and yeah, he, yeah. he did Porky's way, way back when. Yeah, but uh, he said the only thing they're talking about in in Hollywood and Los Angeles is Atlanta. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because it's tough to beat. I mean, you you're talking about the unions and how they were going to navigate from there to here, and yeah. and making sure that everybody was, you know doing what they're supposed to do in terms of how they employed people. You know, then you had, of course, the big studios and how they were going to deal with uh, Atlanta emerging as it did. You've got studios that are being built here. Uh, seemingly, there's a, a new probably three or four that pop up every year, and they're not little ones. No, they're not. You Screen gyms, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, Pinewood, which is huge down in yeah. Fayetteville. Yeah, and they're they're shooting, you know, like, Huge budget films. Uh, they're doing the, what's that whole uh, Marvel Comics? Marvel Comics series things. They film all those things here. Yeah, they do that in Pinewood. Yeah. And they're booked out for like two years. They, they're totally booked out. I mean, not that we would need to go there for anything, but, uh, you know. I, I might need a costume, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm not going to wear tights, though, that's for sure. I was talking to a car salesman. <laughs> this is no joke. Over the weekend, I was talking to a car salesman who also has on the side a, um, I don't know, it's it's a staffing agency, but for actors, whatever, you know, casting agency. Is that really? it? Huh. Yeah, on the side. That's his side hustle. <laughs> you know, that, that to me, that feels like something that you'd have to kind of dedicate a little time to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> I know the car business requires you to dedicate a lot of time to it. You've so, been in that. Yeah. You know, putting... You know, uh, doing headshots for people and rubbing elbows with, you know, casting directors and producers and whatever else you got to do. Mm. Seems like it takes a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of hobnobbing. So he does well with that. I would seem to me like know. that would be the number one and his car I, thing would be a side hustle to me. I, it looks like he does better in the car business. Okay. You know? <laughs> Point is, though, that people are creating their own opportunities because of what has come to this uh, city. Yeah. You know, or the metropolitan area. Well, you know, most people don't realize that, you know, 80% of the ec- economics that happen is not corporate and big business. It's mm-hmm. small business. That's right. And that's what runs this co- country. That's right. That's what, what drives the economy. But what constitutes a small business? Yeah, well, that's a good you question. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. Right. You know, that you've got to have, I don't know, small business in the government's mind is big business to us little guys. Yeah, that's right. But let's take a break and talk a little bit more about this decade in review. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold, then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 
305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. We are back. We are back. Thank you for staying with us, everyone. I appreciate that. But listen, let me just bring up a couple things here real quick. I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to us on uh, on, on a podcast, whatever the platform is, iTunes, Spotify, um, uh, Google, YouTube, the website, Real Estate 360 Pro. Show. I always get that part. That's all right. We are the pros, time, right? you know. Realestate360show.com. That's correct. You know, but you can go there and do all kinds of things. I mean, we talk about our application for the scholarship that we're going to be offering. You know, we want people to get there now, really start to um, um, see if this is what you want to do. You know, go to realestate360show.com and fill out that application. Everything is on that site. That's right. You know, our videos from the show here. You know, our seminars that are coming up, yep. that application to be a mentor student with us for one year yep. and do some of the stuff that we talk about here every single week. Wouldn't that be fun? Absolutely. I mean, this is honestly, it's a life-changing event. I mean, when would you have an opportunity as a, as a beginner, right? as someone who would be less than a novice, to come in to all of the resources that successful real estate investors are already using. I, I know. And, you know, how much would somebody, you know, like you and me charge for a mentor student for a year? Oh. Six figures? I mean, I mean, it's a billion dollars for it's, me. Yeah, one billion. <laughs> no, no room and board. That's, that's extra. Room and board is extra. <laughs> a billion dollars, and then it's another, you know, probably uh, 15000 a month for room and board. You know what I mean? That's to live and breathe a lifestyle, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the but, point is, you know, just to make sure we're, we're all on the same page. The point is, it's really priceless. It is. You know, uh, what is it? I mean, you and I, we could go to any pretty much decent-sized town in, in America and with nothing. Right. At, you know, well, we, we could find a pen and a piece of paper That's somewhere. Right. That's right. You know, probably for free. And all we need is a little transportation and, and an internet access. And so I was challenged with this several years ago. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> and I was um, speaking to the faculty at uh, Arizona State University, and which was an honor just to be invited to speak there. To be honest with you, Absolutely. I mean, and thank you guys again. So it started with me getting on a group call with an investment group talking about how they would invest in their particular market. And all they said was, we can't do that. Those deals don't exist here. And I'm like, it's Arizona. I mean, you got <laughs> Phoenix and Tucson. You, you guys have opportunity up the wazoo. It's, it may not be a 50 cent on the dollar deal. Right. But it's relative to where you are geographically, what a deal looks like that is. Mm -hmm. So I was tasked with this by the faculty members on that call, set up a time, I went out there, I got out there, I think it was a Thursday uh, afternoon. And, the, and they put a retainer, they gave you a $1 billion retainer to do this, right? <laughs> no, nothing. No. This was to prove a point. Okay. This was just to prove a point. Now, they did pay for me to come out there and I got a, you know, but I didn't have a speaking fee per se. Right. This was literally just to prove a point. Cool. So I, they had a meeting that was going to be on Saturday. I got out there Thursday 
Uh, it was early, early, early afternoon, probably late morning when I got there. I went to the hotel. I put on some shorts, a T-shirt, a towel, and I grabbed my gallon of water because it's scorching hot out there. <laughs> and I literally, I got a hotel in a neighborhood that I'd already identified. Right. And I went walking through that area, literally knocking on doors, knocking on doors. You know, of course, I had my cell phone and a, and a notepad, which I sweated out. You know, wow. because it's it is hot out there, man. I mean, it is so hot out there. It's unbelievable. It's the only place I've ever been where they have heat advisories and they tell you, you know, you have to bring your dogs in, your animals. You can't leave your pets outside on certain days, you know. Wow. But, I mean, it's 115 degrees and that's normal. It's ridiculous. I can go on and on about that's this. That's not normal. It's normal to them. I was <laughs> exhausted. I mean, I was so tired that entire time. So I went on this walk and I was knocking on doors, knocking on doors, knocking on doors. Created three opportunities for the time that it was out there because I simply couldn't take it anymore after a couple of hours. But the point is, it was probably two or three hours that I was out there. I made some telephone calls uh, to people that had signs for rent, for sale by owner, sure. you know, those kinds of things, and made some deals. And then presented those deals to that fac- the faculty group. At our meeting on Saturday. What, the next day? Well, it was two days later. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I had enough time, a couple days, to actually get some deals in the pipeline. But by Saturday, you know, there were three deals there. And that's just me probably spending about five or six hours knocking on doors. Yeah. That's it. Making telephone calls. But that's it. And knowing what to say. It's, you know, people ask us all the time, where do you find these deals? And it's not, that's not the right question. Yeah. The right question is, how do I recognize a deal when one shows up? Yeah. That's really the question. That is, that's exactly what it is because, again, they're different. <clears throat> You're not going to go everywhere USA and get the kind of deals that we are looking for in metropolitan Atlanta. And who knows how long that's actually going to last, the way this city's growing. Right? I, I mean, I don't know. That's right. But so you have to be able to shift. This place is big enough, you know, so we can move out of one area into another. Oh, absolutely. As it, as I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. No, that's for sure. Not at all. But not inside the perimeter, man, that's going to happen really fast. For sure. I mean, I mean, there's only so much of that left anyway inside the perimeter. There's a, so. d- there's a defined <laughs> perimeter called the perimeter <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of where that geographic area is. That's right. And, and uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong if you just buy something. Yeah, I don't care if you pay retail for it. Yeah. Live there, rent it, do anything. Just hold it for about 10 years and then sell it for double or triple, you know, what you paid for. Yeah, that's what we like. We want to do that. But, you know, there's also been another very interesting dynamic that has entered, you know, this industry. Mm. Uh, and that, as we always talk about, is Zillow. Oh, yeah. Now, Zillow is... More than just a place to go and find things. You know, people talk very, very badly about Zillow, right? But I believe that Zillow intentionally makes these numbers be what it is because they had ulterior motives. They knew the direction they wanted to steer this company. And we saw that happen. Well, we heard about it last year and we saw it implemented this year with uh, Zillow offers. Right, exactly. You know, Zillow... You know, we everybody always asks, can you really make money wholesaling real estate? Oh, I don't think so. Everybody's doing it, blah, 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 all this craziness, right? Well, why would a big company like Zillow say, hey, you know what? I think we're going to start wholesaling deals. Why? Because they saw it. Because people like us would go there and scrape 
uh, their database for potential deals. Right. Then we would turn around and list them for sale on on there. And Zillow is collecting all this data. You know, they're they're collecting it. They're and a they're data driven company. Absolutely. And how can we use this information to make us more money? Right. And over the years, they said, "Well, here's an easy way for us to do this." So they're wholesaling now. You know, I've noticed that Zillow, their Zestimates, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Zestimates. <laughs> Uh, have have come down right. because they used to be like way up, way down, bouncing all around. But right. now they're kind of tracking it, and they're usually under whatever somebody is asking for the house. Right. I've noticed right. that changed in the last year or so, and it, it's a lot more stable. But still, you and I both know that Zestimate thing is kind of nonsense. Right. Really. I mean, a lot of that is like if you look at the market trends, you can look at it for a neighborhood. You can look at it for a zip code. You can look at it for a city, mm-hmm. right? You have to go inside there and, and look for those, though. Right. Uh, I mean, they're not that difficult to find. But when you look at that, they're pulling that data when they, on their estimate. What they're doing there is saying, okay, here's what the market is saying. Here's what it's been doing. We, we watched the flat line. We watched a little bit of a dip, about 10% dip. Right. And then it's just kind of sitting there. And it's just, it's plateaued. So they know that. But they're also forecasting better than they were before because of what they want to do in terms of placing order, I mean, you know, making offers, excuse me, and, and attracting that, that other business, because they weren't making a ton of money from the little bit of money they were charging realtors, realtors to, right, yeah. to, to receive telephone calls that they may or may not call back, That's by the right. way. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, the, where we're going with some of that is um, can you make money in the real estate industry? Yeah. And, and this is, like we mentioned in the first segment, the end of this decade. So the question is, where do you want to be at the beginning of this next decade coming up? And January the 18th, we have a seminar Mm. and it's, guess what? It's on real estate, 360 show.com.com. And, uh, (laughs) two hours. And it is how to earn a living while you're building wealth. In real estate. That's right. And just to be clear, this isn't one of those free $2,000 seminars, you know, that you go to uh, and there's this brief overview and then there's a a pitch for a three-day weekend. You know, this isn't what that is. This is actionable information. You know, we're going to talk about what we want to talk about, but we're going to ask you where you are in your business. What kind of hurdles and obstacles are, are you experiencing right now and offer you some solutions there for you to get over it and past it and on to where it is you want to be. This has nothing to do with us making a million dollars in a weekend. No. This has everything to do with developing relationships with people that we can cultivate over time by giving you the information that you need to find success in your business the way you want and need to do it. It's as simple as that. How many people would we have to have at this seminar at $20 each to make a billion? Oh, my God, we have to have a lot. But, hey, hey, let's take a break and get right back at it. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. 
We do home renovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services. Welcome back. Real Estate 360 Show. Yes. My man, Mr. Jason O'Miles. My man. Hey, where are we going with all this? You know, what does it all mean? What does it mean? You know, we're going straight to the <laughs> bank, baby. No, um, <laughs> this is, listen, you guys, if you can hear the sound of my voice, <laughs> you know that there are ups and downs in every aspect of life and business, right? Yes. So there are always going to be market corrections. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Stop listening to the talking heads and the pundits. They are there to make a buck off of your fear. Okay. And so. <laughs> look, none of us are getting off this planet alive, right? That's true. All right. So what are we going to do while we're here? Except are you going to sit at home and watch, you know, Jeopardy? <laughs> and the astronauts. There you go. Oh, they have to, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now. Afterlife and the present life are the same. It's all the same. There is no before. That's right. Or after. There's only now. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> So anyway, but in the meantime, we are here in this illusion, so we might as well make the best of it. That's right. So what are we going to do? Are we going to sit at home and watch Jeopardy, or are we going to jump in and play the game? That's right. So you guys, listen, if you're not doing real estate and you want to do real estate and you're listening to this show or you're watching us because you want to do real estate, it's time to take action. Simple as that. You know, no more talking about what you want to do. Just do it. You know, you don't wait for the perfect time because guess what? It never comes. Every moment is the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've got a client who's, I got to wait for this, and I got to wait for that, and I got to wait for that. And in the meantime, they're losing opportunities that are, or I won't say losing, missing opportunities that are being presented to them regularly. Yes, and, and, (laughs) oh, look, we missed this dot over this eyeball, eye thing here. Oh, we got to cross this T. Yeah, that's great, but let's do it, and, you know, can we finish? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because, you know, time is time, man. I mean, it's the, it's the one commodity we can't get back. But, you know, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what what it really is that, that we're doing. We're just looking for values. You know, mm-hmm. we're just looking for the gap. Mm-hmm. And everything that I'm doing, I'm looking for the gap. Like this tie that I bought. I know it's after Christmas, <laughs> but it was a deal. That's and, right. And look, it says press here. I could press here, but I've already, my uh, the uh, technical engineers have already said that frequency of this music is too high for these microphones. <laughs> that's right. But it's a Christmas thing. But you know what? It was a bargain. And yeah. that's what we're looking for in real estate. I can see how it would be a What bargain. do you mean? I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought it was, you know. It's, well, it's a... Uh, I mean, you know, you look back at some of the stuff I've been wearing, you would say, you know, Steve has, you know, no filter <laughs> when it comes to attire. Just keep the chaps in the closet, okay, sir? Chaps? Yes. Chaps. I don't have any. <laughs> Good, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're, this is about recognizing the gaps in perceived value, you know? So, Sammy, our realtor. Yes. 
he, you know, he's he's over talking to us about, wow, look at, you know, you guys, you know, you did this church, you know, and it yeah. had this amount of value in it. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, that's what we're always looking for. And then we, then we showed him this other thing and then this other one. And then, you know, a couple of days ago I said, hey, Sammy, uh, what do you think about this? Yeah. He said, oh, my God, you found another one. I said, I'm thinking, it's okay. Right. You know, <laughs> right. but Sammy's like, yeah, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but, the, you know, that's the mind of the realtor, though, yeah. right? Because we get those calls. Sammy also sends it to us. Well, yeah, but but he's getting better. He is getting better. He understands now right. kind of what we're looking for and what the, the spread is. Absolutely. Because you know? we don't want, we'll get agents in particular that will bring deals to oh, us. Yeah. You know, here's one I found. It's worth two hundred and forty thousand. You can get it right now for two twenty. That's that's not going to do anything. No, for us. you know, I mean, that's literally not going to do. That's great for a homeowner. You know, walking into an additional five percent equity, things like that. But you know, exactly. That's not what I mean. We need thirty five, forty, fifty cents on the dollar. You know, until the market shifts, when that's going to be a good deal, it's not today. It's, you know, by the time we bought it and we spent 10000 on it, we have two thirty, and then we'd list it and, and sell it, and we'd, we'd, we'd pay the realtor. You know, that's right. We'd be underwater with that. In about, you know, two, we were underwater the minute we bought it. That's right. You know, that's exactly right. And I'm not saying I've never done that because I have, you know, but, yeah. you know, it just comes with the territory. But, but you know, you're going to get that, and you have to learn how to be able to sift through it, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah. The only way to learn how to do that is to take action. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding not even what you want to do because the reality of it is you can get into an industry wanting to do one thing. And as you learn things and experience certain aspects of that industry, your desire to do a thing will change. You know, it it will absolutely change. I say it all the time. When I started doing this, I wanted to be a developer. I wanted to build subdivisions. And then I started learning this business and taking action in this business and then building houses. And then I said, you know, I don't think I want to, <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you realize not, not how much money it takes, but how long it has to sit there before you get any of it back. And now you turn into this big money raising machine. Yeah. You know, trying to get money from banks, doing things in phases. And I mean, it, it can be, and then hoping that weather doesn't slow you down, yeah. you know, because that is a major factor. In that, I mean, it takes a special, well-financed group of individuals to see that off. I have learned to truly respect developers because they take a lot of risk. They take, and they put a huge amount of money into whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know, uh, as things go on, you're talking about your perception and ideas about what you want to do have changed. Mine have too as well, but I wanted to mention one. I, I was all about the wholesaling. Yeah. And I still, we still are, I mean, big yeah. time. I mean, that's a great business, you know. But there was one particular property that I bought down in Lakewood, mm-hmm. you know, eight years ago or something like that. It had a tenant in it, and I'm thinking, you know, they're just in the way. It has, and <laughs> no disrespect, but we can call them tenant infestations. Right. Um, <laughs> so this one had a tenant infestation in it. And uh, I didn't have a bond or anything like that to get them out. I said, you know, I'm just going to ride, ride with this. And, and so I, I, we bought, I bought it hard money and collected the rent and marketed it as a tenant occupied property mm-hmm. and sold it. And then I did my spreadsheet, my, my P and L on that property. And I said, wow, 
you know, this really worked out extremely well. Mm -hmm. Actually better than maybe a wholesale deal because the tenant paid all of my carrying costs. Mm -hmm. All of my interest expenses were covered. Mm -hmm. So instead of me carrying that normally and taking that off the bottom line, it worked out Mm -hmm. very well. That's right. And, you know, we will take contracts, we'll put contracts on properties with tenants all the time. And there are so many buyers that say, you know what, I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, that's a great deal, but you got to get rid of the person and this, that, and the other. And they're just not thinking to really, they're not thinking it through. You know, they're going to pass up a deal because they have to deal with an eviction basically, right? So what we simply do is we offer them cash for keys. Yeah. We let the tenant know, listen, we're going to be buying this property. We've got it under contract. We're going to be closing on this day. We'd like to offer you X amount of dollars. You've got X number of days or weeks to find another place and go on about your business. Right. And we have not one time that I can think of off the top of my head, not one time have we had an issue in terms of having to uh, evict someone right. from, from that process. Because to them, you know, it, for the for the properties that we were buying, because it was a turning area, the people that were there, their biggest concern is where am I going to get the money for the, 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 deposit. the deposit? Wherever I'm going. Exactly. Yeah. That's their biggest concern. Well, when you solve that, when you alleviate that immediately, you lift that off their shoulders and you say, well, you're going to get X amount of dollars, which should cover you. And then some. They will fly out of there. Uh, and, and that's exactly <laughs> what they do. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. So when we have those situations and people are asking us how I've dealt with those uh, in the past and how I continue to deal with it is to tell the uh, prospective buyer, listen, if you want to buy this property, we will pay for uh, the person to leave the cash for keys on our side. So if you're going to be buying this from, from us for 100000 you won't have the additional expense of having to evict someone or offer them cash for keys. We'll, we'll take that responsibility on for you. Right. It's just another cost of doing business on our side. That's right. And if there's enough money in it, we can easily do that. That's right. And if it's going to cost us 1000 or 1500 bucks, you know, it's worth it. If we're going to make eight grand on the deal, so, okay, now we make seventy uh, or 6500 bucks. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, you know. Now, that idea of having occupied properties was a segue for us to talk a little bit about the multifamily mm-hmm. that we have just, you know, recently gotten into and uh, bought a good number of units this mm-hmm. past quarter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and where we're going with that next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it, to me, it makes total sense. And, you know, I fought you for a while on it. Many years. <laughs> <laughs> well, only a couple. A, only like maybe two. <laughs> right. And then, and, you know, of course, you know, everybody knows I fell into this one and, and flipped it. And I said, oh, that's pretty good. And, and uh, let's do more um, <laughs> with a different twist. And so, like, let's hold it. And, you, and then you said, hey, you know, you really need to understand what these multifamilies are. And I said, yeah, well, yeah, help me. Because I didn't. Yeah. You know, I really didn't. I mean, when we look at the numbers on them, especially using the exact concept, in terms of the value-add aspect of what we do right? Uh, to acquire the multifamilies and reposition them in the market after they're renovated and uh, leased up, rented up. Right. I mean, we're talking about huge, huge, huge sums of money. Right. You know, not just the cash flow. The cash flow is... It's the cash flow. It's the cash flow. I mean, it's like, it's not the cake, it's the icing on the cake. Right. You know, when, when you can do a deal, I mean... 
I don't want to throw numbers out there, but when you can do a deal and you can get in it for little to no money, right. you know, in various ways, using all the methods that we, we utilize and that we share with other people with raising capital, creating equity, and so on and so forth, and then you do the work that's necessary, get the property manager in place. Sometimes we have issues with that, but those are things that we can rectify. But we're talking about selling them in a relatively short amount of time and making high six figures, seven figures. Exactly. In, in no time. And we have an opportunity for people who want to join us in those ventures. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that after the break. Okay. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. Welcome back. Real Estate 360. You know, Steve, I love our breaks. Yeah, man. Uh, you guys, we should record these outtakes. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. You know, that's right. Outtakes and bloopers, oh. you know. <laughs> All right, so multifamily. Yeah, yeah, multifamily. So, you know, if you had just told me at the very beginning, Steve, listen, the multifamily is just like that single family you did where you had a tenant in it and it paid your overhead, right, right. and then you sold it later after you fixed it up and you made a big spread, except for you multiply that by 100. Yeah. <laughs> that would cover it right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, sometimes I've got to learn to simplify things. <laughs> but look at what we're, 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 okay, so this is the decade in review, right? Yeah. So we're doing the multifamilies, uh, I don't know, more aggressively, I'd say, uh, going into this new decade, Right. So when we look at the time that we spent doing what we've done over the past 10 years, how will that multiply by what we're adding to what we're doing now for the next 10 years, knowing what we've done in two or three? You know, that's something that, you know, I love to do these spreadsheet pro formas and project out and do all that. I haven't done that in a long time, and I'm not even going to – even start thinking about doing that because it's so big. I don't think I could do it on a spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, it, cause it's really, it just keeps going. I know, you know, it just compounds. The compounding factor of this is magnanimous. It, magnanimous. I mean, it's, it's magnanimous. No, no, that's not the right word. It's, it's infinite. Is that better? That's way better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mag, magnanimous means, you know, giving. Uh, oh, man. That, that just seems like a big thing to me. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, but uh, uh, the the potential is huge, and, and it's just unfathomable how big it is, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It is. Because, you know, if you can do one, you can do 10. If you can do 10, you can do 100. If you can do 100, you can do 1,000. If you can do 1,000, you can do 10,000. It's as simple as that. Right. You know, it really is as simple as that. Not to mention the fact that as you prove yourself as an operator in this industry— it's not that difficult to get loans, exactly. you know, where in the single family side, they want to know, okay, well, what's your credit like first? That's the very first thing. Yeah. Right. 
How much cash do you have in the bank? How yeah. much experience do you have? Have you ever done one of these before? Yeah. The multifamily yeah. side, it's the other way around. Yeah. What's the property doing? How much does it cash flow? What's the potential? Where's What's the, the cap value? Rate? Yeah. Well, not even the cap rate. You know, they're looking for the cap rate is really an inconsequential thing when you're ta- on the financing side. Okay. It's truly an inconsequential thing mm. on the financing side. That's more for buy sale strike point strike prices. Right. Than anything else. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> They're I looking for debt service uh, coverage ratios. Mm. Uh, the lenders are. We want to know how, how you're going to cover the debt. And they want generally a multiplier anywhere between 1.15 and 1.3 on the high side. Okay. You know, so one, you know, 1.2, 1.15 debt coverage service ratio is really where you want to be. I know I'm going into a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but if you can get it up there, yeah. you're pretty sure. You're pretty certain. I'm pretty certain you're going to get a loan, you know, and if you can't personally get the loan, there are a ton of sponsors that you can partner with to get those kinds of deals done. If it makes sense, if it's the right size deal, you know, all that stuff has uh, comes into play as well. But that's that's generally what they're looking at. And, and you won't have a conversation about cap rates when you're dealing with the financing. Right. OK. You, you just won't. That'll just be on the buy sale side. You know what else I've learned about this multifamily? is that there are various different buyers of multifamily. So mm-hmm. you, you know, there's different levels like mm-hmm. the $5 million and up level yeah. and $5 million and below level. And you've got a whole bunch of different financing for the 5 million and below. And yeah. it's totally different in the 5 million and up. And then there are buyers that only want performing properties. Yeah. And of course, I think everybody's looking for a value add of some sort, not everybody, but most everybody. Most everybody. Yeah. And that, but below the 5 million and properties that are really problem properties that really need major renovations. Mm-hmm. Let's just say the buyers are a lot thinner in that category. Right. Well, they are and they're not. So you have a lot of inexperienced buyers down there. Right. You know, and when I say down there, I'm talking about, I'd say about a half a million to about, a $2 million, $2.5 million acquisition. Right. You've got a lot of people there that aren't, that aren't good operators, that don't know what to really look for when you're looking at these properties that are built in the 60s in particular. Right, like right? the one we just bought. Right. You know, <laughs> you've got to address the infrastructure issues there because, I mean, talking about that one, I mean, when, when do you dig up the old pipe and find that the pipe is made of clay? <laughs> I mean... You know, I mean, but that that's that's customary for properties that were built in that time frame. Absolutely, my, I called my brother up and I said, "Hey, what's the problem?" And he said, "He's he's a general contractor with a degree from the University of Florida in building construction." Yeah, and he, you know, he he did projects, new construction. He's a he's kind of specialized in plumbing, mm-hmm. and so I called him up and I said, "What do we got here?" And he doesn't even live in this state, you know. He said, right. this is what you got. He said, you probably don't have anything going on under the slab because they put, you know, the cast iron under there. Right. It's good. It's sealed off. But what they did was they put terracotta pipe or this stuff called orange peel or something, mm-hmm. which is nothing more than roofing paper rolled up mm-hmm. into a pipe. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, what? <laughs> he, and he said, yeah, that's called a uh, Plumbers, um, job security. 
something, yeah, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, he said, look. A reason that, to come back. That stuff's only good. To, <laughs> that only lasts you like 40, 50 years. And, you know, then you got to dig it up and start over. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what, what we've you been doing. Do. That's right. That's what you got to do. But you have to buy it with that in mind. Yes. You know, because if you're not aware that you've got a $50,000 exterior plumbing situation, uh, that you could, could put be, you behind the eight ball financial. <laughs> absolutely. Could, you know, it could, could absolutely do that. Yeah. But, but that's great if you plan to resale it. You know, if, whether you're doing a reposition, a five year, a seven, 10 year hold, whatever that is, yeah. when you can go to market and say, this has all been replaced. It's been replaced on this year. Here's what we did. The roofs, the HVAC, the electric, the plumbing. Those are the major infrastructural cha- uh, um, issues that people do not want to deal with. And when I say people, I mean experienced operators do not want to deal with when they're looking at properties that are built in the 60s and now the early 70s. They are finance people. They're not construction and renovation people. And to find the combination of that yeah. is a rare thing. You yeah. know, when they just don't want to do it. No, why would they? Yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and we're doing it. Yeah. But. but for us, you know, it was a way to really get in, create substantial value. Absolutely. I mean, substantial value. And, and move into the things that, you know, we want to do. I mean, we have, you talked about some of the operators that, you know, that may not be looking for value add. Well, those are your big institutions, Absolutely, right? Yeah, the super wealthy, mm-hmm. you know, when they're going to buy these class A buildings that were just built, you know, they're not, they're not the builders, but they're buying them from the people that built it and managed and operated it for a very short period of time, but they're buying it at five, three. four, three caps. And they're, and they're only looking at how, how can we take this capital that we have and protect it? And even if we're only growing it at two or three or four percent a year, you know that coupled with your your nuisance raises of a minimum of three percent a year, right? You know now you're talking about something pretty exceptional. And again, we're talking about. I mean, when you look at the financial news, for instance, and so and so's quarterly reports have come out, and they're like, oh, in quarter four, um, they did three percent better than they did in quarter four of last year. Well, that three percent is aggressive for a multi-billion dollar company. That's huge. It's massive. And and they're also looking at not just that particular project. They're they're saying, okay, how can this project affect what we have going over here? Absolutely. With the rest of our portfolio and taxes, Mm -hmm. big big time. Big time. Taxes is a big time thing. And cash flow. Right. Knowing that they can leverage cash flow at any given time that they need to. You know, they can always leverage their cash flow because they have it. And and they're not even looking. I mean, we got a $300,000 line of credit on the table that we can choose to accept or not. Okay. And it's purely predicated on the cash flow of the properties that we bought. That's that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't care about our debt service coverage ratios. (laughs) They don't care about any of that stuff. There's $300,000 on your cash flow. Just tell us what you're going to use it for. Right. You know, is it going to be for improvements? Are you buying equipment? What is it? What are you doing? That's all they want to know. I've been looking at an I-8. That's <laughs> equipment. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's right, promotional now, equipment. I just moved that into a new column. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Depreciatable uh, piece of uh, transportation equipment. It is. Uh, I mean, look, even, building materials. even the airplanes <laughs> for these massive companies, right? They, they have these issues. I just got to throw this aside, but I promise I'll be really quick with it, right? But these corporations have these 
these planes. They're private planes. Right. And their CEOs, you know, their 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 top executives will utilize these planes for various work things. But every now and then they'll use it for personal stuff. So now with these new tax codes in 2017 that have changed, they have to log what they're doing on all these flights. So there was this one CEO of a company that I will not name who last year, last Christmas, took his wife all over the world for Christmas, just different places every couple of days they went to oh, nice. a different country. Uh, but the company got in trouble for how they filed their taxes because they didn't define that this was for personal use. Because once it's for personal use, you can't write anything off. Any of it? None of it. What? Yep. You can't do a percentage? Nope. Well, you can do a percentage of your home office. Why can't you yeah. do a percentage of your jet? Maybe not when you're in ink. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey. But here we're going to wrap up the show, but uh, do go to realestate360show.com. And iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Comment, share, like, download, deal with us, That's engage. Right. And there's a there's a contact button at that site. Hit the contact button. And, and if you're interested in learning how to do this, sign up. Fill out the application uh, for the, um, the scholarship, and let's start a dialogue and listen. Have a wonderful, wonderful new year. We'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year.